lawyers have to be proactive in what they do. They cannot be reactive. So the, the reality is this, that in our culture, in the legal culture, especially in people law, so many attorneys are reactive, meaning they wait for the judge to do something, for opposing counsel to do something, for their own client to push them along, opposing party to push them along, or whatever the case is, because there's not this sense of urgency around prosecuting a case. Well, hello and welcome to the Jay Sterling Hughes Show, where we share the secrets and the strategies of how we are building a rapidly growing law practice. You know, over the past nine years, we have grown from zero attorneys to over 25, doing over $15 million in revenue. And my purpose here is just to document what's working and what's not working in our practice with hopes that you can take that and you can recontextualize that into your practice and shorten your success curve. My name is Jeff Hughes and I'm your host and this is the fourth part of a four-part series on converting from hourly to fixed fee. You know, in the first episode, I talk about the context that we are in with hourly and with fixed fee, the, the pros of each of those, how our firm made the shift initially back in 2016. In the second one, I talked about how we structured our agreements into stages and how that works from a standpoint of the client's perspective and how we work with that with our clients. The third, I talked about how we actually go about articulating that value to clients so they can feel comfortable and not feel confused with working with a fixed fee lawyer versus working with an hourly lawyer and helping them see that value is so much greater on the fixed fee side. And then the and then today I'm going to talk about how we actually practice fixed fee. What do we have to do differently versus hourly? Because there is a major shift that you cannot let fly by you that you have to do for getting fixed fee to work. Because the shift is going from an hourly mindset to a by the job mindset. And that shift is massive. So Here's how we describe it in our firm. So that is lawyers have to be proactive in what they do. They cannot be reactive. So the, the reality is this, that in our culture, in the legal culture, especially in people law, so many attorneys are reactive, meaning they wait for the judge to do something, for opposing counsel to do something, for their own client to push them along, opposing party to push them along, or whatever the case is, because there's not this sense of urgency around prosecuting a case. And I think it has something a lot to do with the fact that they're paid by the hour, not by the job. So that's the environment. That's the culture that lawyers find themselves working in. And to get fixed fee to work in your firm, you got to shift to being proactive. And that isn't that's not just at certain times in the case, that's for the entire case. So the shift of going every day to work and being reactive and shifting to being proactive and you being the one to push the case along is significant. And frankly, there are a lot of folks who can't make that shift that are excellent attorneys that just don't want to or just can't make that shift into being proactive. So the game is You've got to keep the ball out of your court at all times. So it's like Pong, right? So every time there's an issue in your case, something's going on in a case, no one can be waiting for you. You've got to be the one to push that case along at all times and be diligent about doing that. So if you can play that game and play that well, you can do exceptionally well at fixed fee in all respects and serving clients and getting their happiness and, and high scores and your like your client service scores and, and so forth to also doing well from a financial perspective because you're, you're creating so much more value for the client than they're going to get in an hourly environment. So that's the game that you have to play for that to work. So here's how that works in our firm from a practical perspective. So all of our lawyers work with a paralegal. 
and they have a structure that they follow where we call it the workflow, meaning there needs to be a workflow meeting with, with the attorney and with the paralegal on a weekly basis where they review every single one of the cases and they talk about what's coming up in the case, what's next, anything we can do to push the matter along. And then they delegate that out to either the paralegal or to someone else on our team. And that's their job is to keep that thing moving along. And that, that, that looks like being the first one to get the financials done and getting all those documents pulled together. That generally does not look like doing a lot of discovery because discovery has timelines. It takes longer. So if you can get that information without having to do discovery, that's certainly your benefit to do that, to move that case along. It usually looks like being the first one to send out the initial proposals on the settlement, on the marital settlement agreement in our case in family law. But it always looks like pushing that matter along and not waiting for the court to do something for, you know, to drag or pull you along as the attorney. And what we have seen is that we have hired some excellent attorneys in our firm that had a lot of experience in family law who just could not get it to work for themselves, could not get their practice to work with us. And that was always the reason why that was the case. They could not make that emotional, mental practice shift, habit shift to being proactive to prosecute their cases through. So also another thing we do, we have to be mindful of are refunds back to clients with fixed fee versus hourly. With hourly, you just stop working on the case and you refund the client what's ever left in the retainer agreement. But with uh, with fixed fee, it's, a, it's much different than that. And it has to do the refunds. And for us, we get, oh, about 7% of our cases get refunded and about five of those 7% of that 7% has to do with reconciliation. The parties reconciled, they've resolved their issues, they don't need to go forward, whatever, that's great. We love that. We would rather them never get a divorce. And so having that happen is awesome. That happens at any part of their case, even right up to the very end. And so how do you go about refunding a client on a fixed fee? Do you have to refund all of them? No, 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 it doesn't work like that. The way it works is that the lawyer has to do a good faith estimate as to how much work is done for that fee. So in our case, it's we break up our cases into stages. And let's say a stage is five months. And at month four, the client says, you know what? Good news. We have reconciled. Can I have, can you stop the case and refund me whatever's, whatever I'm owed? Even though you're four months into five months, it's not 80% of the work that's done. Maybe it's 20% of the work that's done at that point, or maybe it's you know, 95% of the work is done for that particular stage. So it's not time-based, it's work-based. It's percentage of work that has been performed that has been agreed upon. That's what that's what the standard is. So that's how you go about doing the refunds in a fixed fee um, environment. In our case, all of our fixed fees, or the majority of them are time-bound. And so they're usually broken up. And so that that's somewhat of a gauge because that, you know, maybe the work is somewhat apportioned out equally, but generally it's not. Usually it's kind of front-heavy, back heavy or you know event heavy in the middle of it or if there's something going on there like a mediation or something like that especially in stage two of divorce we have a mediation in that middle section it could a lot of work could go into that and there's just in a wait and wait and see holding pattern until the case is set for a trial down the road so that's how you have to practice if you want fixed fee to work if you're not willing you're not able to do that and work really good with your assistant and get your assistant on board, your paralegal on board with you, then I would recommend you not do it because you have a lot of unhappy clients because you'll be getting to the end of your stages and you'll be moving cases into the next stage, charging clients a big fee on cases you really should have gotten close or finished out in that that previous stage. So you don't want to do that. You got to be 
really aggressive about working through cases and getting them done. So here's some of the results that we have seen. In our firm, we track what's called Net Promoter Score, and that's a very famous survey that's sent out to to folks after they've used service or bought a product from a company. And it's just one question, and that is this. what On a scale of 1 to 10, how likely are you to recommend our service or our product to a friend or a family? And so if a client says, you know what, it's a 9 or it's a 10, that means they're a promoter. It means they like you, they're going to go out and tell the people about you. If it's a 7 or 8, they're called neutral, meaning they're not going to say anything good or bad. They're just going to go on with their life. And if they're 6 or below, they're a detractor. And they're likely to tell people that, hey, you stink. Don't go to that person. Don't go to that lawyer. Don't buy that product or service or whatever. So here's how the scoring works on that. If you have a 9 or 10, you get a 1. If you have a, a 7 or 8, you get a 0. And if you get a 1 through 6, you get a negative 1. And so when you blend all those numbers together, you get one number. It's not at the average, but it's blending all of that together. So for us, when we were doing hourly, our net promoter score was in the low 40s, high 70s. And to give you some context, I've looked at, looked at many, many different results from lawyers and law firms, and most of them are in the 20s. Okay, so we were already beating the average, okay? But once we went to fixed fee, our numbers today are 55, which for law firms, especially family law, is exceptional. So we know that clients love it. They tell us they like it. I've talked to many clients after they've retained us, and one of the main reasons that I get is the fact that we only do family law and the fact that they we can give them certainty and give them a fixed fee where other firms can't do that. So happier clients, we think it's easier to convert the clients so long as you can articulate the value well in that, in that initial consult and so forth. Also, another result, client expectations are much easier to manage. So clients know when their deadline's coming up, they know when that stage is going to conclude, they're working alongside of you to get the matter done. And so what we have seen is that our cases are over with about 25 to 26, 30% faster. Last time I did a survey on this, I looked at, you know, probably 100 other attorneys on the length of their divorces and compared them to our attorneys. And we were very, very commonly 20 to 30% faster in getting cases over with. So I averaged about 25, 26% as, as I recall it. So we know our cases get over with quicker. And that's a really good thing from a client perspective, a client satisfaction perspective. Also, we know that our divorces don't cost as much as our competitors, yet our lawyers make more. So how do you? How can that actually be a thing? Every, every survey or number that I've seen on the average cost for a divorce, we're significantly below that. And I believe that's because we have figured out how to be very efficient with our our process and how we serve clients because we're not paid by the hour, paid by the job. So we have incentive to spread that work around and do it much more efficiently than an hourly lawyer can. And clients recognize that. So they end up paying less with us than they do with anyone else. Yet our, our lawyers can collect significantly more and they make significantly more than their hourly colleagues that are out there. So that's been a huge benefit to doing fixed fee internally. Our clients love it and our lawyers love it. I think our margins are higher, meaning I think we do better on a per dollar from an expense standpoint versus profit standpoint than our competitors. I can't prove that because I don't know their numbers, but I think ours are healthy, and so that's that's been really good to see. We do have a higher cost support threshold, okay? So our lawyers can collect a lot more because they have a lot more support behind them. So we have almost a two-to-one support-to-attorney ratio in our firm because we spread that work around, and it's a lot of it's performed by 
by teammates that cost less from a, a comp perspective than our lawyers do. So that is one of the things to be aware of as you kind of project this out in your modeling. Um, also, we have a very high collection percentage. When we were doing hourly, we were really happy to get into the 80s and our collection percentage are high 90s right now. So for every dollar we you know, we bill out, we collect, you know, high 97, 98% of that. So that's, that's been really nice to see. And it's good. It, it also means that our finance team is doing less chasing and conjoling clients to pay. They're not calling them every week and say, Hey, you haven't paid your retainer. You're going to pay that. Um, so we don't have a lot of that stuff to deal with. Billing is so much easier. Um, it's all, all automated and it's very simple to do, um, versus sending out, you know, all your time, tabulating all that, sending it out, asking for more money on a monthly basis. That, that gives me brain damage. Think about all how difficult and how much of a pain all that is. So the results have been all outstanding across the board for us. So that's it. I hope that's all been helpful to you. And I, if you have any questions, just feel free to DM me directly and I'll be happy to help you any way I can as you consider converting your firm from hourly to fixed fee.